Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Put your hands together for Jesus this morning. I said for Jesus, I didn't say for a human being. Add a shout, add a shout, add a shout. Hallelujah. Well, if you're here this morning, it's likely you have a mother. So before you sit down, I want you to pray for your biological mother or your replacement mother. You know, sometimes your mom has passed. Somebody else raised you. Are you there? Whoever is mom in your life, this Mother's Day, the best thing that you can do for her is to pray for her. Amen. So for a few minutes on this Mother's Day, you just want to bow down your head. Thank God for the mother he's given to you and just lift up a prayer. Lift up a prayer. Vendide Yoshi Kari and Dikasutaradaba, Mirege de Mashen Didier, Mavandilo, Shikaradabali and Didier. Pray that she will have long life, that she'll be blessed with good health, and above all, that she will know him. Continue to pray. Just lift up your hand to God as we pray for our mothers. Father, thank you for a day to remember the precious women that you gave into our lives. I pray, Lord, for every mother of every single one of us here. Thank you for giving us to those that you gave us to. We pray for long life. We pray for health. We pray above all that they will know you in the name of Jesus. I pray, O oh God, that your will will be done and that, Lord, you will have your way. Have your way with our mothers, spiritual mothers, physical mothers, anyone that we call mother, we lift them up before your throne of grace today with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. And everyone shall say, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. If you have not called your mother yet, make sure that immediately after service, you call. Please ask your neighbor, did you call your mom this morning? Maybe you forgot that it was Mother's Day, so please, as soon as we close, send her a text are you there or better still call her and tell her that you love her don't wait until she's dead it's of no use hey well ask your neighbor are you ready for exams <laughs> this is the last sunday 
before exams, so I'm not going to be preaching for very long because I don't want you to say that I had a paper tomorrow, but I didn't have enough time to learn. I, I don't like such problems. Hallelujah. However, it's still important to hear the word of God. Amen? And I think you should put your hands together for the film stars today. Put your hands together for them. They managed to find a way to teach you what we call in this church Agenda 5. What's point number one? Ten hours of learning every day. Ask your neighbor, how many hours have you been learning? Hey, I was shocked to discover university students who learn three hours a day. I said, you must be in the wrong place. Hey, tell your neighbor, be honest. Point number two is what? The what? You must have jo- be part of a working study group. Please, I'm not preaching yet. I'm just giving you practical advice. It's also part. Amen. It's also part. Some of you, you are so proud. Hey, me, you see me, I don't like those things. You know what? Listen, if you are saying that and your marks are 85, 90, I don't have a problem with you. But when you have 50 and 55, I don't understand what you mean by you. <laughs> ah, your marks, D E D E, de de de. Join a study group, even at this late hour. Number three is what? Shilarism, which is what? As you are learning. You see, if you are learning and you are saying that, oh, I'm just reading, you will not remember. Take out your pen. Put those points on that little sheet of paper. Are you there? Uh-huh, that you can read anywhere. Don't take the, that paper into the exam room and say, I said so. I beg you. I didn't say that. But it is for revising anywhere that you are sitting. Are you there? You are waiting for the, for the shuttle. Even on the, on the loo. Film stars were right. Take it out and you read. Number four, redeem the time. No, look, from today till the end of your exams, we have canceled all films. Even football will not watch. Unless you have watched, you have learned your 10 hours, then you go and relax for the football and come back. But if your 10 hours is not up, please. Uh Those of you who are watching series, it's the same. Only if you have clocked your 10 hours. You see, after 10 hours, you need something to relieve the tension. And the last one is what? Magic. Past questions. Please ask your neighbor, do you have past questions? Please, so don't go and look for a port. My prayers, they don't cover people who have gone to look for a port. That one, you're on your own. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Well, today I'm sharing a very short but important message with you. Jesus will do you good. Hallelujah. Reverend Piero, I'm very happy to see you. Please. Oh, we need to see you, sir. Please give us a wave. Reverend Piero is our pastor. Lighthouse Susu and, so ju- uh, Susu and she just behind campus. We're very happy to see you and you're welcome. Amen. Jesus will do you good. Hallelujah. Well, depending on where you come from, you either love Jesus or you think that he's fearsome or you don't think anything at all. But today, I just want to say to you that Jesus is going to do you good. And it's important to remember that at such a time like this. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John chapter 3 and verse 16, which you should know even though you don't read your Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. The intention of Jesus coming was to show us love. Amen. It was out of love 
that God said, Jesus, God the Father allowed the Son to come and to die for us. Hallelujah. Oh. Why, you've closed already. Amen. But there's another scripture I want you to see, and I'm, I'm bringing it up especially at this time. Because there's not only KNUST that's here, there are also some of you already in your exams. And so it's for everybody who's here this morning. Matthew 11. I'm reading from verse 28 to 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. These are the words of Jesus. He was presenting his own case and his own matter to us. Amen. And he was saying that if you are laboring under something, how many of us are laboring under something today? Carrying something that's a little heavy. Amen? It doesn't mean he's going to write your exams for you. That's not the point I'm driving at. <laughs> the point I'm driving at is that even in a time like this, a time of tension, a time of what? Quite some tiredness, lack of sleep, pressure, stress. He's saying, you come, I will give you rest. There is a rest that can be found even in the middle of all the things that are going on in this world. Hallelujah. And it's not only at such a time like this. I've been your pastor for a while and I have been amazed at some of the issues that even as a young person you can be carrying. Hey. Somebody told me, he said, if I talk to my mother, my father gets angry that I've said what I shouldn't say. And if I talk to my father... My mother gets angry. Are you there? So it's like you cannot be right. Somebody in the house will be angry with you. And to live under that, it's a pressure. It's a pressure. Or you don't know that it's a pressure. Yeah, it's a pressure. But Jesus says that if you are laboring under something, and if something is heavy for you, come to him with it. Come to him with it. Hallelujah. And through this time, I want you to remember it. Rather than waking up, you see, when you collect your life and you want to carry your life yourself, you will discover that life is very heavy. And life is very difficult. And you discover that there are many things in life that you cannot change. You can't change them and you can't help them. And that's when you realize that I need somebody who will help me with my labors. Amen. But it's not only a taking of your, your whatever, your labor. He also says, take something from me. What I have to give you is light. Amen. And so if you are sitting here this afternoon or feeling very burdened, I want to say that maybe you have not taken from him what he is giving unto you. And that's why you are feeling labored. Hallelujah. Jesus will do you good. He came to do you good. And in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, today there we are reading verses. Push your neighbor and say, it's a church. In church, we read verses, yeah. We read, and I know you, the way you woke up from bed, you didn't even do your quiet time. <laughs> but in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, we meet a very nice scripture. How God anointed Jesus Christ. Are you there? Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. For what? He went about doing good. Hallelujah. Doing good. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Jesus plans to do you good. Hallelujah. 
It's his plan. He has come to do you good. No matter the situation you are in, that is his plan. Amen. To do you good. To do you good. What is the good that Jesus did? Because you see, what he did is what he does. Uh-huh. You know that. We know that he doesn't change. And I'm just going to give you maybe three points, maybe even two. But the first thing I, the first thing I want to talk about, oh, I don't believe you in your world, yeah. <laughs> not today, not today. After this, well, I will be here, but not today. Hey. The first thing I want to talk to you about is the healing Jesus the healing Jesus. One of the things he came to do is that he came to heal us. And many times we forget that because of the presence of paracetamol and uh, coatem and uh, what? Lonads, ORS. You know, many times it looks like it's a little easier to just take that one and swallow. Until we come to a place where suddenly what we need is not there. Or when it looks like it's a mountain, then suddenly we are reminded that the Jesus that we are following has come to bring us healing. The healing that we need. Some of you, you are not okay in your head. No, I don't. I'm not, I'm not joking at all. I'm not joking at all. But I want to encourage you today and say to you that, look, there's help. You don't have to be sitting down saying that, me, dear, I'm depressed. I've been getting... Depression is a very wild thing. Yeah, it's a very wild thing, but Jesus can heal you from it. Amen. I am reminded of the story in Mark chapter 5 of the lady who had had an issue of blood for 12 years. I don't need to know that woman to know that she was depressed. 12 years. At a time when there were no pads, there were no tampons. I, I don't even want to imagine it. At a time when during the woman's bleeding time, you, don't, you are not even supposed to mix with human beings then you, it's not that you are bleeding for a month, but you have been bleeding for 12 years. It's like by this time, everybody knows that thou stinketh. <laughs> and people will have their own theories about how you are a witch and this and that, depending, of course, on where you come from. So I don't need to tell you that that woman, we don't need to know her, to know that she was depressed by her situation. Amen. Then the Bible tells us in Mark 5 that she heard that Jesus was, you know, she saw him passing and she said, this guy, if I can just get close to him and touch him, I'll be healed. You can, you can immediately say that, oh, but Jesus, now that he's in heaven, no, how will I get his dress to touch? I need to remind you that Jesus didn't say that because you touched my gown, you were healed. He said it was your faith that healed you. Amen. Are you there? Her faith was that if she touched him, she would be healed. What is your faith today? What is yours? Maybe if I tell him, I will be healed. If I speak to him, I will be healed. If I get someone to pray with me, I will be healed. Whatever it is, it is your faith. And once it is your faith, he's going to heal you. Hallelujah. Oh, are you with me? And it's important because sometimes we want to say that everything depends on another person. But your faith, it depends on you. And today I want to encourage you, hallelujah, to believe in the Lord who heals before I give you the second point, I'm also reminded of another guy. Tell your neighbor, another guy. Another person in John 11. 
I love the story of Lazarus because Lazarus had died. There are some things that the thing was not alive again. Like some people's resource slip. There are some resource slips that when you see the resource slip, you know that Charlie? <laughs> it's like it's dead. Hey. You're CWA, right? They don't want to compute it because I'm talking to those of you with 34. Some two, you are just one mark away from the ditch. You have just managed to get past 40. So it's like, Charlie, this year doesn't go well. But I thank God for, you see, Lazarus was, you can, you, can, you, can, you can think about Lazarus as a human being with a physical illness. You can also think about him as a situation. A situation that's already dead and sealed. The way it is, as you are in your final year, this is your last exam that you are coming to write. And as you are looking at it, you can see that, Charlie, it is not well. Rather than despairing, I want to remind you that Jesus will do you good. You have been very, very unwise. You have probably been very, very, very silly. That's why sometimes when I pray for you, I pray that God will just have mercy because the situation, no. But it doesn't take away from the fact that Jesus will do you good. Amen. Lazarus was dead. He was not only dead, he had been dead for four days. And Jesus said, take me to the place where they have laid him. When, and he, when he got there, he saw that people were distressed. He actually cried because Mary was crying. Her brother had passed away. And then Jesus said, take me there. And then he said, push the stone away. And they said, oh, he's thinking by this time. Your problem may be stinking, but Jesus will still do you good. Hallelujah. Your life may be stinking, but Jesus will still do you good. And so he asked them to push the stone away. And this afternoon, I'm asking God in his mercy to push away every hindrance, push away everything that has closed you up and put you in that place. Amen. Are you there? Because he will do you good. The stone was in between Jesus and where Lazarus was. And one would have thought that Jesus would have said, oh, the way they buried him and they've closed it, that is it. But I thank God that we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who was, who is, and is to come. And he just said, roll the stone away. This afternoon, every stone that is standing between you and you're doing well is rolled away in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And after they rolled the stone away, he just spoke and said, Lazarus, come out. Come out. Just come out. Come forth. This afternoon, I just want to take a leaf from the book of Jesus and say to you, come forth. Whatever that issue is, come out of it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every exam time, I get texts. Some of the texts are saying that my head aches so much I can't even read. I'm so confused. As I read, I don't understand. Whatever that stone is, we have pushed it aside this afternoon. And I say to you that just come forth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And when he came out, then Jesus said the second thing. He said, 
loose him and let him go. Sometimes we are so busy binding the devil that we forget to loose the blessings of God. If you know your scripture, Matthew 18 and verse 18 says that whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. But I need you to add the next bit of the scripture which says that whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And I don't know why you wouldn't spend more time loosing some A's over yourself, loosing some good marks over yourself, loosing some, some favor over yourself. Hallelujah! So by all means, bind the devil. But when you are done, don't forget to loose the good things of God over yourself. Put your hands together. Amen. Hallelujah. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, Jesus will do you good. Jesus will do you good. But he didn't only come to heal people. He came to shed his blood and to die for you and for me so that salvation will come, so that we will be saved, so that we will not pay what we should have paid to him. Amen. And in Luke chapter 15, going from verse 11, we have a very interesting story of a man who had two sons. It's amazing how two children in the same family can be so different. And the younger one said to his father, give me my inheritance. I can't wait for you to die. Give me what is mine. You know, youthfulness is associated with a lot of foolishness. You can ask your neighbor how old are you? And depending on the age they say, tell the person that I see the foolishness. I just, I just see it but Jesus has come to do you <laughs> hey! are you there no wonder it was the younger son causing trouble and not the older one he was the one who woke up and said look give me everything give me my inheritance even now well the father divided things and gave him his inheritance and as soon as he took it he went far away far away. There are some of you who are here this morning. I'm very happy to see you. But the truth of the matter is that you have taken your life far away. And it's only because exams are around the corner and you need a little favor from God that you have arrived here. This <laughs> if your neighbor is looking very, has made the face very hard, ask the person, is it you that they are talking about? Listen, when we are saying something and it pinches you, just look straight and smile. It's not a problem. Look straight and smile. Hallelujah. Amen. But are you here? This guy packed his things and went far away. Some of you have been very far from God this semester. Even some who come every Sunday. I'm not, you see, the coming to church in and of itself is not what saves you. And there are some you have been far from God. You have been far. This guy picked up everything that his father had given to him and he went far. And some of you, you have taken everything that God has given to you and you have gone far away from God with it. And I pray that today you will come back to him. Amen. And give yourself back to the Lord. But as he went, the Bible says that he just went to this far place and there he wasted all his living with riot. He, he wasted everything with riotous living. Amen. To waste means to just spend something, to just destroy it, to wear it down. Are you here? To waste things. And some of you are wasting a lot of energy, wasting a lot of strength, wasting the beauty God gave you. You see, when you are wasting it, you see, every day you are a little less beautiful. <clears throat> wasting your body with all kinds of perversion. Hey! 
wasting your mind with the weed that you are smoking and the shisha and the drugs and the... You know, I notice that people do as if they don't know. I don't know whether they really don't know or they don't want to know. I don't know which one. Because it's very easy. Even I can show you where they... Where they... Are you here? Yeah. Waste. Waste. Some of you have very good brains, but you don't use them much. It's a waste. It's a waste. Yeah. Are you there? A lot of girls, you are just wasting your emotions. Oh. By the time you have been with Kweku and fallen out, Kweku and fallen out, Jackson and fallen out, you are just wasted. Wasted. Hey. Are you here? Because this is the time of your life where if you were studying scriptures, it will stick the most. Yeah. If you and I, if I call my friend Reverend here, and we all take scriptures and you also learn, you will read. Rev, is it true or is it not true? We will have to read the thing 25 times, 40 times to remember it. You, it's like a sponge. You just soak it up. But it's being wasted on things that don't help. This guy wasted his living. And after he had wasted everything, adverse times came. And he found himself, the Bible says that he joined himself to a citizen of that country. Child of God, when you waste everything that God has given to you, before you are aware, you have now gone to associate with the devil and his agents. And they won't have pity on you. They now sent him to go and look after pigs. I've looked after pigs before. And I can tell you that if where you are from, there's a taboo that says we don't like pigs. Because even when there's no taboo, it's not easy to look after them. How much more when there's a taboo? And so this guy was coming from a place where they and pigs, they don't meet. But because he had joined himself to a citizen of that country, that's where they sent him to. And some of you, that's how your life is looking. I'm saying these things because the academic year is also ending. And for some of you, as you are finishing campus, your life is actually stinking. Don't worry if it is you and look straight and smile. Nobody will know that it's you. Oh, they will know. <laughs> they will know. You came onto the campus with a correct mind. Somebody thinking properly. And as you have gone through the four years, right now your thinking is like, I almost compared you to Mark chapter 5. <laughs> Who knows what's in Mark chapter 5? The madman of Gadara. Are you there? So he went to go and look after the pigs. And not only was he looking after the pigs, he was so hungry that he almost ate their food. Hmm. Pig's food. If you ever work for a piggery, you discover that one of the things that's in the store with the pig's food, a lot of rats, mice. Hmm. A lot of mice. And then you want to eat that food. Mercy. May God have mercy on us. However, I am so happy that the Bible says that this boy came to himself. And my prayer today is that some people, you will come to yourself and you will realize that, hey, how did I get here? I did. I should not be here. I don't mean to be here and I'm getting out. 
he came to himself. And that means that all the while that he was doing those funny things, he was not himself. He was another somebody and another person. My prayer is that today you will come to yourself. Amen. Because when he came to himself, then he said, ah, my father's house, the people, the servants are not, I mean, have more than this. Why am I here? You see, if you want to have a major change in your life, you need to take a major decision. If you continue to do things the way you have always done them, you continue to have the results that, that you have always had. That's why the easiest example for me is to even illustrate it with your studies. You were there. Your whole transcript is CD, CD, CD. And you continue to learn like that. What are you going to produce for us again? CD, 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 CD. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you make a major change in something. So this young man, when he looked at it, he didn't sit where he was and say that, oh God, just have mercy on me. He said, I will go back to my father's house. Yeah. Then look at something that he said in verse 18. He said, I will go and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. So this was what he planned to say. The Bible says that he went all the way, and as he was arriving at home, his father saw him, and his father came to embrace him. I need you to see in verse 21 that what the guy said that he would say, that's exactly what he said. I have sinned. I have sinned. Nowadays, in this funny era in which we live, when you are supposed to tell the truth, then you are told that you are judging. So when you say that a spade is a spade, they are like, you must say a spade is a digging instrument. If you say it is a spade, then you are judging. Then you are intolerant. Then you are what? Are you here? But I love this young man because he didn't go to his father with any fine speeches. And when you come to God, speak the truth. I'm a mess and I'm in a mess. I have sinned and I have done wrong. He just said it like that. Father, I have sinned. And meanwhile, the father had even welcomed him. But what he planned to say, he said it. It's not a time to start telling lies. Some of you have been on campus, you have lied to yourself from first year that you are a Christian. It's not true. It's not true. Hey, but are you in my heart? Do you know what I've said to God? How do you know that I'm a Christian? But can you not see? You're, you're, you're <laughs> but, hey, Pastor, have you not been seeing that I've been coming to church? If coming to church makes you a Christian, then my going to sit in my garage in my house should make me a car. No, 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 no. According to your discussion. Ah, I don't understand. Then I suppose the instruments are also Christian. They are here every Sunday. It's only the balloons who question. They've only arrived today. <laughs> but these things there, they are all Christians. What you are saying is not true. It is not, you see, coming to church after you have given your life to Christ, then you come to church to fellowship with other believers. But you cannot turn it the other way and say, I will fellowship with other believers. Which other believer died for you? Wow. Are you in the house? So you rather look at it and say to yourself, just judge yourself, yourself. Nobody needs to do it for you. If you look at it and your life has not changed, how you wear is how you are. 
then I submit to you that maybe you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You cannot, you know, I wish I could find an elect a cable. We have hidden all the cables in the cement. Don't bring a cable, please. I don't want to die. But assuming I asked them to remove this plug and then I held there, what will happen to me? I will shrivel, I will burn right in front of you because I am holding electricity. How much more if I go to Akosombo Dam and I say that the place where they are generating the power, they should allow me to just touch it. If this man made electricity, when I hold it, it creates a change in me. How much more the one who is the creator of all things, including that electricity. You can't give your life to Jesus Christ and remain the same. I'm sorry. If you are still the same, I want to submit to you that give your life to him again. Something has not yet connected. Yeah. Something has not yet connected. Amen. Because if you have given your life to Jesus, it's not that you're perfect though. All of us, we are still working on things, but you can say, I used to be like this in this area of my life. And this one has changed. Like this. And this one has changed. Like this. I'm still a work, I mean, under construction. But clear things have changed. What has changed about you? What has changed? Anyway, as this boy was approaching the house, and I'll be ending on this point, we see something here. I don't believe you, I told you. <laughs> he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Hallelujah. You know, as Jesus was narrating the story to us, he's telling us of the heart that God has towards us. Amen. The young man was coming back, coming to just confess who he was, how he had been, and all his bad thoughts and everything. And he expected to be told that, okay, go and join the servants over there. But the Bible says that when his father saw him, his father didn't condemn him. Today I came to tell you that God is not ready to condemn you. That's not why you are here. The Bible says in John chapter 3 and verse 17 that Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world, but that through him, the world may be saved. That is why Jesus came. A day will come when it is judgment day. But today, the world is on the side of the coin that is the love of Jesus Christ. It's not judgment day. And while it is not judgment day, it gives us enough time to do what is right and to give our lives to Jesus. Hallelujah. The father saw his son coming. Imagine a son who has nothing. Imagine a son who is so to totally broke. He probably walked all the way. But imagine somebody who had nothing and was looking after pigs. Do you know how they smell? I can promise you that he was smelling. He hadn't had a bath in a while. There was no yellow, yellow. No Yuba. No Trotsky. No nothing. I don't know how he was brushing his teeth. Whether, because Pepsodent wasn't there. Colgate wasn't there. Maybe even, I don't know. I don't know what he was using. But I can tell you that the guy, I'm sure that he was smelling. But when he came, the Bible says that his father saw him even when he was so far. Came and held him. I don't know how many of you will see somebody who has a bath in a while and put your arms around the person. And not only put their arms around, but actually kissed him. 
and welcomed him. But I'm so happy to read it because what it says to me is that I don't have to polish myself and come. I can come just as I am with all my some witnesses, with all my death, with all my mess, with all my smell. I, I, I am sad at times when I hear people saying that, oh, I, I want to sort myself out before I come. If you could have sorted yourself out, were you not sorting yourself out and you have this outcome? And you want to continue sorting yourself out? Please, come while you still have clothes on. We don't know what will happen by the time you finish sorting yourself out. But it encourages me so much because it is like, ah, just come. Just come how you are. Just come. And when you really come to him and you really give your life to him from your heart, that's when the changes begin. Some of you who are here, the changes have not started because maybe you just fulfilled a mechanical something. Your friend was going and you went. Your friend was doing some and you did. But if you mean it from your heart and you really come to him with your heart, I can promise you that in the same way as you see, as soon as he came, the father changed his situation immediately. He said, go and bring me the clock and put it on him. Go and bring a ring and put it on him. Give him a good robe. And this afternoon, Jesus is waiting for some people. He's waiting for you to rise up and to say that I'm also coming to you today. I'm coming to give my life to you. And when you do that, I promise you, Jesus will do you good. The good that Jesus does goes beyond exams. He changes our lives. The first good that he does is that he writes your name in the book of life. Your name can be in any book on this earth and some books are important like the book that says that you are a member of a given university but I can tell you that that book if I'm looking for my own at University of Ghana I'm sure they don't even know where it is the books on earth may even get lost a time comes when they are not even important but there is a book that we need that book is in heaven and the Bible says it is only those whose names are written in that book who will make it to heaven how do you make it there? By receiving the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart and by allowing him to become the savior of your life. The second thing that happens when you come to him is that your sins are forgiven. There is no religion on earth. It doesn't matter what letter it starts with. There is none in which your sins are forgiven. All the rest, you've got to work it out yourself as if you don't have enough burdens of your own. But Jesus says that you should come. And the first thing that he does is to remove that sin and say that I have paid the price already. I have already paid. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. The blood has already been shed. Our Christ is already risen. You can't find him anywhere on this earth. He has already paid the price. And because of that, as you come to him, your sin is forgiven. And number three, moving onwards, Every sin that is confessed is forgiven. Your life takes a different turn. This afternoon, I want you to sit down and to think about it. Has Jesus been doing you good? And if not, I want you to place yourself where he can begin to do you good. Stand to your feet. This afternoon, I want you to just think about yourself. What is going on with you? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If Jesus were to come tonight, and if he was calling his own to himself, would you be one of them? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? 
are you known in heaven? Have you accepted that Jesus has paid the price for you? If not, I don't want you to leave this place with even a shadow of doubt. I want to encourage you to respond to the invitation today to give your life to Jesus. And he will write your name in that book in heaven. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here this afternoon and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I just want you to lift your right hand. I want to pray with you. Just lift that hand. God bless you. I see your hands all over the room. I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. Outside, I see your hands. Just lift them. God bless you. God bless you. Now, wherever you are, I want you to just take a step and come towards me. I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, outside, at the back, at the middle, wherever you are, just come. And I'll pray with you. Allow the ashes to help you. Some of the pastors are moving around. God bless you. Just come and stand. Just come from where you are. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. your voice and sing it. standing in the crowd your heart is beating it's the sign that Jesus is giving you he's talking to you and he's trying to draw you he's saying all is not okay just step out and come don't mind your friend don't think about it it's something we've all had to do before just step out and come Jesus is calling you today he's looking for you to give your life to him today and so for a few more minutes we are singing but it's because Jesus is calling you step out and come Come, just come. Give him your life. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. step out of where you are in these few minutes and just come and know that Jesus is waiting for you. It doesn't cost you anything apart from a bit of pride that you don't need. Just step out and come. Come to the one who gave his life for you and he will change things around for you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just waiting for two or three people. Step out and come. Sing it one more time. Come unto Jesus. Come unto Jesus. Come on. God bless you. God bless you as you come. Give him your life. Give him your life today. Come unto Jesus.
I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my savior and you are my Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you that I'm born again in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, thank you for each one who has come forth to give their life to you. I pray for them, oh God. May they never step back again and may they never be lost. May they find that you have come into their lives to do them good. Let them look at the end of this year and be able to count things in their lives that have changed. Things in their personality that has changed. That Lord, they will see and know that of the truth you have come to be in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Ayudiasi. God richly bless you.